No matter the situation, guilt can be a terrible burden to bear. If not dealt with, it can gnaw at your insides and drag you down. You might even avoid others in an attempt to hide your guilt, or maybe even act irrationally because of that guilt that you feel. But guilt can also be a very useful emotion. According to research, at its most constructive, it reminds you that you can do better in the future. Experiencing it also shows you that you have moral and ethical standards, and maybe even some empathy. Sometimes, though, we feel guilty unreasonably for things that just are not our fault. This can be damaging if we don't know the difference between appropriate and inappropriate guilt. So let's talk more about this. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, freedom and forgiveness coach and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. I wanted to talk about guilt because learning the difference between appropriate or healthy guilt and inappropriate or unhealthy guilt was a life changer for me. Learning that I was carrying around too much inappropriate guilt and how it affected my body and mind really allowed me to make the changes in my own self-esteem, my relationships, and my experiences in every area of my life. It's that important. So what are some things that we feel guilty about? Well, there was a study done that came up with some of these areas. Working moms feel guilty about leaving their children. Parents feel guilty about not spending enough quality time with their kids. Stay-at-home moms feel like they aren't contributing. Women feel we aren't doing enough for our families, selves, and environment. Partners feel guilty that they have fallen out of love with each other. Not being able to keep up with all the technology and information happening. There's guilt around not being able to work, take care of the family, social activities, prepare healthy meals. And there's also guilt for saying something wrong to a friend, our kids going through hard times, family members being sick and us not being able to be there with them. Other people suffering in the world and we have a nice house or car. There's caregiver guilt at work. You feel like you can't take a break or you feel guilty. You can feel guilty for asking for help, which has some shame in it. And there's guilt around you feel like you're not doing enough. That's a lot. And there's even more. But why do we feel guilty? Guilt is the emotion we feel if we let ourselves or others down by failing to meet, let's call it a particular standard. It can be a widely acknowledged standard like missing a deadline at work and disappointing the team or running a red light. It can also be a self-imposed standard, feeling guilty that you haven't accomplished what you thought you would 
or that you're not living up to your own values. What I learned in the forgiveness work was that there are two kinds of guilt, healthy and unhealthy, or the way I learned it was appropriate or inappropriate. So I'm going to be using these terms interchangeably, healthy and appropriate, or unhealthy and inappropriate guilt. Whenever you experience guilt, it's important to recognize which kind you're dealing with. Then you can take appropriate steps to do something about it. So how do you recognize healthy or appropriate guilt? Generally speaking, healthy guilt is proportionate and rational. It's that ugh feeling you get when you know that you have behaved inappropriately. You know that feeling in your stomach or your heart that tugs or pulls? especially when you've hurt someone or caused a problem that could have been avoided, the guilt is telling you to make amends and to change your behavior. So how do you know you are experiencing unhealthy or inappropriate guilt? Inappropriate or unhealthy guilt it is, of course, the opposite of the healthy or appropriate, so it makes it more disproportionate and irrational. This is where you feel guilty about something, but you're not really to blame and you have no control over the situation. Within these two categories of guilt, the healthy or unhealthy, appropriate, inappropriate, there are subcategories of the kinds of guilt we feel. So let's break them down and give examples so that you can see if you're carrying around healthy or unhealthy guilt. So in the appropriate guilt category, there are actually just two types of appropriate guilt. The number one is anticipatory guilt. This emotion serves as our ethical and moral compass and hopefully prevents us from going ahead with something that would break an agreement. This is a really good effective guilt avoidance system. An example would be a cashier giving you too much money back. Our conscience assesses whether the amount of guilt we feel would outweigh the temptation to pocket the change, right? So I would feel guilty. It's like, is it worth keeping this five bucks or should I walk back in the store and give it back? Another example is calling in sick despite being fully healthy, okay? So we get to feel appropriate or healthy guilt. This is good. The other healthy guilt is called appropriate retrospective guilt. This happens over something we choose to do or choose not to do that actually does break an agreement and is our way of feeling our responsibility and administering a form of self-justice. This is evidence of a well-formed conscience. So if you have broken an agreement, well, we deserve to feel guilty, right? The guilt is our teacher. It is appropriate and healthy and we are actually entitled to it. Yet we don't want to allow it to go into shame because that can take away the teaching aspect for ourselves. An example of appropriate retrospective guilt would be getting drunk, driving recklessly, and hurting someone. This is where it is totally appropriate to feel the guilt because we broke a law and we hurt someone. We are responsible for these actions. So now we are going to move into the category of inappropriate or unhealthy guilt. And there's four different ones. So we had two healthy. Now we got four unhealthy or inappropriate forms of guilt. 
Inappropriate guilt is felt when we blame ourselves for something that we did not consciously choose, had no control over, no responsibility for, and for which we cannot reasonably be held accountable. Mm, That's a mouthful. But the important part is knowing that we had no control over this. There are several categories under inappropriate or unhealthy guilt. Number one, survivor's guilt. This is when a group of people die, like in a fire, in an accident, during war, and there is a sole survivor, and the survivor feels guilty for not dying too. This is inappropriate guilt. Feelings of sadness and grief is totally appropriate, but please not guilt. Survivor guilt also occurs when people who lose families, friends, or neighbors in disasters, weather events, themselves remaining untouched and alive. Another example of this is with the loss of jobs due to COVID-19, and some people got to keep their jobs, and those people felt guilty for having that when others lost theirs. This kind of guilt also characterizes those who make a better life for themselves than maybe their family or friends. An example is the first-generation college students. They often feel torn by conflicting emotions about their success in school. They want to do well, and their families want them to do well also. But the students themselves feel guilty that they are getting opportunities that their parents or siblings didn't have. So to so-called protect their family members, they may engage in self-destructive behaviors that ensure they won't make it in school. Now, logic would dictate that the family truly wants the student to succeed and thus bring honor to the family, but the student's feelings of guilt can override that desire of the family. Now, a second form of inappropriate or unhealthy guilt is called inappropriate retrospective guilt. That's a mouthful. This occurs when something happens that is not our fault not our responsibility, or completely out of our control. An example is, if I was driving safely and a cyclist swerved in front of me so I had no way to avoid them or stop, and I hit that person, guilt would be inappropriate. Sadness and deep regret, definitely, but not guilt. It's unhealthy for me to take on the feelings of guilt because I didn't cause it on purpose. It was out of my control. The same can be said for those of us with aging parents, and we aren't able to take care of them because we need to work, or parents who have sick children with a disease. We take on the feelings of guilt, and it's not healthy guilt. In fact, it can take our energy away from being present with those people that we love. Another form of inappropriate or unhealthy guilt is guilt by association. This is when you feel guilty for what others connected with you have done. Now, an example would be parents feeling guilty for what their children have done, or sometimes how those kids have grown up. Research says this is a form of codependency. Now, guilt could be appropriate and healthy if the parents were knowingly abusive and not good parents. So, okay, they can take responsibility for that. Yet, if the parents are there for the kids, providing discipline and boundaries and teaching them right from wrong, and then the kids do something that is inappropriate, is that really something the parent can feel guilty about? No, that's not healthy. So a question for you. How many of you hung out with kids that smoked in school, right? So out in the back parking lot, but you didn't smoke, 
but you got in trouble because you were with them? Well, okay, my story? I got grounded for a month when my mom found cigarettes in my bedroom that didn't belong to me, but to a friend of mine who didn't want to keep them at her house so she wouldn't get in trouble, I'm the one that didn't smoke. My mom did not believe me, so I'm the one that got in trouble and grounded for a month in summer. Do you have stories like this? I would love to hear them. And number four, projected guilt is another form of inappropriate or unhealthy guilt. This is when people feel guilty themselves, and rather than feel it, they project it onto you. They play the blame game, and they lay a guilt trip on you. This is definitely one you do not want to buy into. If you are codependent, though, you might fall for it. Now, I sure did. In one of my marriages, you know, remember I've had a few, my ex was having an affair and started accusing me of being unfaithful. It made me feel crazy. That was before the forgiveness work. And I learned about projection then. So a good definition of projection or a good explanation of projection is that it involves denying a negative quality or behavior in yourself by seeing it in another person even when it isn't really there. Projecting means you can continue to feel like an innocent victim, which is just an illusion, really. Projection actually is a form of gaslighting. So an exercise would be if you are experiencing projected guilt onto you, this is when you practice boundaries and avoid taking on other people's emotions. Question their reasons for blaming you and stay in your own personal power. You're not crazy. So here is a recap of the types of guilt we just talked about. I know this has been a lot, and I hope that you listen to this again because this is really valuable and can help relieve you of some pressure. At least I know it did for me, so I'm hoping it does for you. So the recap of the type of guilt we just talked about is under the appropriate or healthy guilt category, there are two. One, anticipatory guilt. This is an effective guilt avoidance system. Number two is appropriate retrospective guilt. This type of guilt is our teacher. Now, under the inappropriate or unhealthy guilt category, we have four. One is survivor's guilt. When someone feels guilty for keeping their job, surviving a disaster when loved ones didn't, or first-generation college students, we use those as some of the examples. Number two, inappropriate retrospective guilt, the opposite of the healthy guilt. This is when something happens that is not our fault and is completely out of our control. Number three is guilt by association. The example was parents feeling guilty for something their children have done, or we were blamed for something because of the people we were around. Remember, I want your stories. Number four, projected guilt. Don't buy into this one. The most common example in relationships is when one partner blames the other for infidelity when they are the ones cheating. A good sign to watch out for for the presence of inappropriate guilt is when people say, yes, but if only I had done this or that, when clearly there was no apparent reason for them to have foreseen the need to do any such thing prior to the event. Inappropriate guilt is a victim's emotion. When you catch yourself on this kind of a guilt trip, tell yourself that you have absolutely no right to feel the guilt for this. Then, 
I recommend tuning in and finding out what you are really feeling. And we can do this by asking ourselves some questions to discover more about the guilt. So number one, what is the situation or person you are feeling guilty about? Write that down. Number two, what kind of guilt are you holding? Going through these definitions, is it appropriate or inappropriate? Now, number three, if it is appropriate, are you willing to acknowledge it and then make necessary amends? Right? If it's appropriate guilt. Now, if it's inappropriate, are you willing to do some forgiveness work around this and maybe some mindset work and make amends to yourself so that you can release the guilt? A good affirmation that I like to use is I honor my willingness to release my guilt and accept myself just the way I am. So thanks for being here. And I'd really love to know, how did this resonate for you? Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Forgive Yourself podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at brindareissescoaching.com for more show notes and additional episodes. And would you do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show that will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Forgive Yourself podcast. Take care.